Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award-winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free, and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details. I remember being a kid. I can see that happening. That's always oh, something to do. The Unlaced. Unlaced podcast. It's actually not bad. <laughs> Welcome back to the dance floor, ladies and gentlemen. The Unlaced podcast. We're back with another big episode. Uh, before we jump into this one, just want to give a big, a big remark to the last episode with Fahid Ben Kalfala and Rashid Mahazi. Everyone seemed to really enjoy their debates and hatred for each other, despite being best mates. It's like sitting in a cafe with them. They just never agree on anything and then somehow they just get up and shake hands and move on with their life, which is kind of strange. But uh, we had a great chat on Australian football and uh, breaking down the, the A-League and, and why we think it can do better in, in certain areas. So go back and listen to that one if that is of interest. Um, and again, just thank you to all the listeners and subscribers out there. We appreciate your ongoing support. I know a few people are aware of this episode and definitely excited uh, to hear from the great man, Jackie Chris from the Collingwood Football Club. He's been kind enough to uh, join us after doing his kinder drop-off. So, Jackie, <laughs> appreciate you uh, coming in, mate. <laughs> no, no, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Very right. excited. I think you've been a bit of a requested guest. Anyone Collingwood? We've had so many Collingwood players on this show, it's ridiculous. Yeah, really? Yeah, you guys are just sought after for some reason. That's oh, good, isn't it? No, we're, not, we're all nice. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, more importantly. Yeah. yeah, more importantly. Now, we, we did have a bit of a... Um, a riff before this. We're not happy with the seats in here. <laughs> Just, we don't know whether we sit back or hunch yeah, over. Yeah, they're a bit, uh, they're better weird height and they squeak a lot. Um, <laughs> it's, it's distracting. <laughs> it's distracting, yeah. It's been an ongoing thing for me for weeks and you've just come in and just pinpointed it on day one being like, look, it's pretty nice yeah. this studio, but the seats are shit. Uh, <laughs> um, but mate, how's life? What's been happening with you? Uh, life is going really well at the moment. Um, obviously, still early stages of the new footy season, um, and Lila's in four-year-old kinder now, so that's a couple of days a week. And um, Sloane's getting older, so life's pretty full on. But um, yeah, really enjoyable at the same time at the moment. That's good, mate. How's the um, how's the body? You're looking pretty fit out there. I must must admit. Yeah, body's still going really well. Um, <laughs> still going. Still going really well. well. Yeah, after <laughs> six or seven years of still been going really well <laughs> uh but no no going um yeah feeling great feeling fit um had a different kind of pre-season this year with the new coaching staff um but yeah i think everyone's reaping their rewards of it so far obviously we've had a couple of casualties along the way which yeah. is unfortunate um but fingers crossed for speedy recoveries for those blokes bloody oath now what 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 would you say just mentioning that what's been different about this pre-season obviously everyone's well aware of the coaching changes but what actually has changed outside of that i guess well well i think with how many changes actually were, we've got um, coaches um, gone, we've got admin staff, we've got a whole bunch of young players that have come through as well. Um, we've got a new uh, head of sports science, um, strength and conditioning, um, Jared Wade, who came from um, the rug- rugby okay. um, and just bought... I think you know, I think everyone was scared of him at the start. <laughs> I got feedback from Caleb... Um, from the first couple of weeks, because he was part of the young players. Oh, the first four years. Yeah, first to yep. four years, and um, apparently he wouldn't c- crack any jokes and wouldn't smile at the boys. Oh, so, shit. So everyone was <laughs> getting worried, and um, over pre-season, I think every session we trained in was at least 30 to 35 degrees, so it was so hot that, oh. um, yeah, it, it punished us for a while. So we put in, we'd put in the hard work, 
But um, on the on the end of it, um, he saw a big smile on his face. <laughs> yeah, he so said his job was done. So, <laughs> so he's happy. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but you know what? It's it's worked. I think um, we've been able to play a lot more consistent football over four quarters, and we are playing a high energy brand of football. So. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. It's been a great change and everyone's feeling refreshed. I was going to say, because you guys are playing the, a, a, a brand of footy that regardless if you guys win or lose, it's exciting to watch as it's been this year and it's very on the edge. But is obviously there's a mentality to that to want to wanna move the ball quick and get the ball forward. But is does that also come back to fitness as well? Are you guys like, do you feel like you guys are, are really fit to play that brand of footy too? Yeah, 100%. We've got the confidence in that. Um, I think we, I think the coaches went through some stats about how much kilometres we didn't, we've done over the pre-season last year compared to this year. Um, and this year was actually a lot more. Um, and it, was, it may have been, I'm not sure how it was like, put into training stuff. We did some conditioning blocks that were pretty solid, but obviously we get a lot more conditioning as well over the training drills. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we've even spoken about plenty of times the games that we did lose, um, how we were, had managed to still keep fighting and um, you know, not give up and play an exciting brand of football. And I think even the, even the media was saying that you know, even though we lost games that we'd gain supporters again Bloody by oath. the brand that we're playing. Um, so it goes to show that what we've been doing over a short period of time is working and, and it's exciting. So um, you have a lot of confidence in what we're doing and um, we've just got to keep keep trying to get better. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right, it's still early in the season. You guys have started off pretty well considering I think the first, was it second, third and fourth rounds, you guys had, had lost despite winning round one or something. So Yeah, we ran the first two and then lost three on the trot. So that's right, um, yeah. But 13 points, 13 points and seven points. So it wasn't much. Yeah, it was small close. margins. Um, Two of the games we definitely had our grasp on, probably could have won, um, but then obviously Brisbane were thereabouts. But yeah, I don't think people have like I don't think people gave you enough credit coming into this season. I think a lot of people had a bit of knock on you guys as well, which is why it's it's been good to see not just the brand of footy, but you guys are actually getting results. Yeah, um, a lot of people obviously had written us off after last year, but um, like my, myself and a few other players included, like I was always saying to people like, you know, we're probably going to come up the ladder faster than what you expect, like. We've still got a great um, core list of senior players that mm. had just been in, injured and um, hadn't been able to play together properly for for a while for the last couple of years. Um, so those blokes being healthy plus another preseason in the ten draftees we had last year is that yeah. more experience and a bit more chemistry um, and allows you to play better together. So yeah, I'm not surprised with how we are going at the moment, but it's just really great to see how we're doing it with the new game style. Yeah, and how quickly we've. Kind definitely of together we're not waiting till the back half of the year to win and string some games together we've kind of done it from the start is that even a shock for you because i know they they mentioned to fly who's the coach craig mccray they mentioned to him last week or the week before of like how you know how impressed is he with how quickly you guys have adopted what he wants to do and he said like he's impressed but he also said that there's still quite a lot that that still needs to be done or needs to be learned or implemented but are you a bit shocked at how quickly it's come together or is the long pre-seasons part of that as well? Uh, to be honest, I'm not really too shocked. Like I've, I've said to a few people as well, like the way the new coaching staff has been able to break the messaging down, not only to the senior players but the younger players as well, so everyone can kind of really understand it together and help educate each other and then go out to train and execute it. Um, I thought it's been really, really well done. Um, okay. It's just made it so simple that it's kind of hard not to understand. Yeah. And then obviously when we get out and train it over and over again over pre-season, it just becomes second nature. But then obviously being able to execute in games when you're under so much stress and pressure is another thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably what's been um, 
the most impressive part is how quickly we've been able to do that. Because yeah. yeah, it's easy to, easy to go out and train something after just having a meeting on it. But then obviously when you're doing it against opposition is another step. Correct. Um, so that's probably, yeah. And Fly has spoken about how impressive it is. He said to us as well. Yeah. And like we understand that as well. And we also know that there's still a lot of room to grow because four quarters of consistent footy of that effort is, is still on the cards it's for tough, us. tough, right? Yeah, and it, and it is tough. It is a big challenge and ask, but um, that's what we're aiming for. Beautiful. Now... We, we did joke about this before, but Jack and I are actually the same age, ladies and gentlemen. I'd say we, we live a slightly different pace life, not, not so much because he's an AFL footballer, <laughs> but because he's a dad of two and married, and yeah. I'm as single as they come with no kids. So uh, there's a bit I think I could learn off Jack to, to slow, my, slow my life down, but you are a big family man. You've obviously had kids for what, they're five and three or five uh, and four? Four and two, but four and two, sorry. five and three. Yeah. There you go. So, mate, how's that been? Like, do, and, and also just to spin on that, um, like how does that help your footy in a way? Does it does it help that? Does it give perspective to yeah, it? Yeah, 100%. We'll, we'll start off firstly. Um, it was a massive change in life <laughs> styles because I'm probably, probably down more your alley. <laughs> yeah. Obviously back then uh, when I was 23. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's just a massive, massive change in your life. Uh, probably something that I actually spoke on another podcast i think it was dad life and spoke about how <laughs> taking me probably two or three years to actually come to terms with it properly about really how to change things because early days with lila i was still trying to have uh, go out and have some beers and thinking i could get up in the morning um and be a dad <laughs> it's just, it, it just doesn't, doesn't work, work. doesn't work nah, like you that. need that extra sleep sometimes i was scared up on the ball like <laughs> <laughs> um but no it wouldn't change it for the world like i've been blessed with my job and um obviously I can afford to be able to do that stuff and have a young family, yeah. um, and I want to be able to run around with them when I'm older as well. Even after, f- if fingers crossed, no football injuries yeah. limit my uh, body in the future. But um, yeah, I want to be able to live my life to the fullest with them when they're older as well and can run around and have a bit of fun with me. Um, but yeah, I'm very happy with my family at the moment, and wouldn't change for the world. Yeah, I forgot the second part of the question. The second part was how does it like for you? Because I think I spoke to Howie about this when he was on, just because he just had a newborn roughly. Oh yeah, time. how it affects. Yeah, like yeah. the perspective, and you know, does it bring a bit more balance yeah. to footy and life? Oh, one hundred percent, it does. Yeah. Um, yeah, from the first time Lyle was born, just even like coming home from training, if you had a bad day, yeah, you know, just put a smile on your face. Yeah. Um, and then after games, like before COVID, obviously when our families were allowed in the rooms, fingers crossed they can come back in soon actually. But um, before that, like if I played bad, <laughs> I'd try to come out to Michaela and the kids and just, you know, have an angry face on, you know, disappointed. <laughs> but I'd walk yeah. out, head down, and I'd just look up. It just and Mickey would look at me and then we'd both just start laughing. <laughs> like, oh, I'm trying to be angry. I'm not happy. Straight away, switch on, happy. Um, but it's just, yeah, just makes you able to switch off so so quick and really um, yeah just relax because if you've just gone 40 40 40 all the time you're going to burn out bloody yes. have that downtime nothing better than coming home to be with your family at home and chill out and yeah have some cuddles on the couch or whatever <laughs> now um, yeah it's a pretty abnormal life the world of being a football player yeah. like and there's a few things going to go into because as unique as this game is it's even more unique a little bit at Collingwood because it's such a massive club and you guys yeah. are Pretty much every game's a huge game or a sellout crowd at the MCG, whatever it is. But um, you touched on it there, like a bit of a bit of like uh, the time you, you have with your mates and obviously your family. But I actually came across a bit of your banter on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and for those listening, Jack Crisp on TikTok, he's 
is very underrated. Funny. Very, yeah. yeah very funny. Real very ba- underrated. Real basic, but <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny. <laughs> it uses the, he's used the same like TikTok melody or thing like about eight times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it still makes you laugh every yeah. time. Um, and he, he definitely has a bit of a crack at his uh, partner, Mickey, just the odd, the odd like, oh, she finally lets me go play cod with the boys <laughs> yeah. and this and that. And well, I feel like that's relatable. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it is, absolutely. Um, but, mate, yeah, so when did you start getting on TikTok? When did you have a feel for that? Because you, you're uh, actually quite big on a bit of content creation as well, I've seen. Yeah, I don't think it was, wasn't too long ago. I, I did, like, a couple of videos early and then I was off it for a while. Mm. And I was like, ah, oh. I went through a period, I think it might have been a, a month where I was doing like two or three videos a week. Yeah, I figured out you got to do it like maybe Tuesday to Thursday or Monday to Thursday. Yeah, because weekends people are out, they don't watch videos, they don't on social. Same as Instagram. Um, and then footy's on. So True. Yeah, got midweek like people home on the couch doing nothing. Yeah, doing nothing. <laughs> and they just flick through TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> That's golden. Because uh, one of the one of the other things I've seen you do, and I'll let you describe this, but the word Crispy's crew. Now, what, is it, what does that mean? Because I've seen a big bit of content around that through the hub period, but I don't know if you're still yeah. doing stuff. No, I haven't actually done anything on that for a while. Um, originally in the first lockdown, um, started an Instagram page to do workouts with people um, on live, like live Instagram. Yeah. Um, I think that was maybe three to four times a week um, where like Michaela and I would make up a program at home and obviously go on lives, a few Instagram lives to do it, but then also we would... I uh, started a YouTube channel um, where mm. I would film workout videos as well and post them on there. Right. Um, so for people to use. And then uh, as a, I think we came back to football for a bit and then as we were going into the, into the hubs, I brought my camera and actually started filming like vlogs of uh-huh. hub, hub life when I wasn't with Mickey and the kids. So I did um, those weekly. I think I did about four or five of those. Um, which I got great feedback on as well. Hey, so they were awesome. Like, yeah. They're the ones that I've watched. Yeah. Like if you're in the hub, they're like 20 minute videos as well. Yeah. Like they're so decent, decent I videos. actually worked together with the comedy media as well just to grab some stuff from football, training, and games and gyms so I can kind of incorporate it, say like what we're actually doing, um, and then like my views, and then just yeah. Yeah. so they could experience it with us because obviously everyone else is in lockdown and was struggling at the time. So got great feedback on it. Really enjoyed it. Um, I would have probably loved to keep doing a little bit more, but. Once, it's a I, lot caught, of work, once eh? I caught up with Mickey and the kids, it's just <laughs> yeah, I've got yeah, no time to <laughs> film or cut videos. And when I did have my own time, I was kind of just like, I just need to chill out. Did you Did you do the editing for them? Yeah, I did it all myself. Fuck, that's yeah, impressive, so mate. I, that's yeah, real I actually deal. enjoyed um, tinkering around with, like, I think it was Final Cut Pro. and Fuck, Eith, that, yeah, that must piss you off because I just try and get his help with everything. But he's self-taught. Yeah. I didn't mind doing that, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, I guess when you're in the hub too, you probably... A little bit bored, but do you know what? One of the when when we put out and for the listeners, we did put out a bit of a poll yesterday before Jack came in of like, what do you want us to ask Jack Crisp? And one of the fans was like, why has he stopped doing Crispy's crew? So some yeah. they, the people want it back. I've still, I've still got the Instagram page, still got the YouTube channel. Yeah, the YouTube um, channel, it's got a good following yeah, too. Yeah, it's like two and a half thousand. Yeah, which is a lot for, yeah. for YouTube um, these days. Yeah, I'm still keeping it. I have no intention of getting rid of it, but um, I just. Yeah, don't have time. At the it's moment. a yeah. It's time. It's, it's it takes a lot yeah, of time. Like, like, editing is fucking it's a brutal it, process yeah, at times. It takes, yeah, and then now obviously we're out and about with socialising and stuff again. And Mickey, Mickey and I have been going a fair, fair, <laughs> yeah. fair share of events. And <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, and then obviously other times I just want to sit on, sit on the couch and just mm-hmm. quiet time. Kids are in bed. 
Not yeah. it's my time to relax. Yeah, yeah, I'm fair not, enough. Can't keep going. Fair enough. Now, um, I do want to go back to footy and talk about this, and particularly in the early days. And I'm a big fan of you as a footy player. To be honest, I've got to stop saying this to most AFL players that come in because now it's getting well, old. But I actually, I actually <laughs> am, and because Jackie Crisp, he's good for 25 plus every week. So there's a bit of uh, yeah, I've, I've had some strong uh, messages. Yeah, it's a, it's as safe as bet as they. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet because you're so used to getting them. Um, but anyway, no, I, I actually didn't realize until doing this research because I knew of your history with Brisbane and coming to the Pies, but I didn't realize you went in the rookie draft. Yeah. In 2012. Yeah, so I think a couple of teams... Actually, when we had draft camp, I got interviewed by like 12 teams um, there down, down in Melbourne. Um, yeah. I think a couple of teams maybe had me even in top 30. Um, but yeah, like, I was pretty flat when I didn't get picked up in the national draft. Like I was watching it at my uncle's house with my family. Dad couldn't watch it, he was in the car. <laughs> Fuck. Didn't happen. Um, so got a few mates over and... Got pissed at home. Just to soften the, <laughs> soften the blow. The blow. <laughs> well, yeah, and then because I thought I was getting drafted, so I didn't book schoolies. So that oh, night, fuck. mum and dad booked schoolies for me. Two days later, I went up to schoolies with my mates. So it's a rookie, When's the rookie draft Well, place? back then it was in December. So, oh, so you know, it was like three weeks after the national draft. Right. So right. missed out on the national draft, went up to schoolies with my friends. And then when I was up there, um, so on the seventh day, we had, like, everyone was leaving anyway, so we came home and I, I went straight down to... Came to Melbourne, Dad picked me up, and then I was training with St Kilda for the week. Right. So I was, I was, I was still running every day up in um, yeah, Gold Coast. Gold Coast, just to <laughs> keep some kind of fitness, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is great. <laughs> um, but yeah, came down, trained with St Kilda for a week, um, yeah. trying to get a spot there. There was four other blokes trying to get a spot there as well, but they didn't pick any of us up either. Fucking idiot Saints. Yeah. Saints um, too. Jesus Christ, St Kilda. Yeah, anyway, no, I missed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I think it was... Four or five days after that, when I was just at home, I was just just mum and I at home. Rookie yeah. draft was on. She was watching on an iPad. I was just playing Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, it's not mum much has in. changed. <laughs> you got picked up. Did like, you know? Oh, did you know you were going cool. to Brisbane? Uh, no. Uh, well, like I knew they were interested. They right. called um, a couple of my friends up. Apparently, they told me about. It. So I was like, oh, cool. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. They're just asking questions about me. Apparently oh, right. But they didn't call you. But they've no, called your called, mates. Yeah, to say what's he like as a person. Yeah, and lucky they threw me under the bus. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, but one of my mates said, because I had one ear pierced back then. Right. <laughs> and apparently they go, oh, he's got his ear pierced. Uh, what, is, what, is that, what does that mean? Like, what's the go with him? He's a bit like, different? Or, <laughs> oh, my God. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's so, so weird. So he didn't throw me under the bus, which is good. But when he, to- he only told me that one specific question. I'm not sure if he was taking the piss, piss or not. Yeah, but, um, so still pretty funny. That's crazy. But yeah, what the fuck? So then I think that was a Tuesday or Monday maybe. Um, and then literally the uh, Brisbane representative from Melbourne, I think, drove up and okay. saw me that day. But then like in two, like two days later, I was flying up to Brisbane. So it no all way. whirlwind. And then I was up there for a week before Christmas break. Okay. So I got to, got to spend a week up there. It was a solid week. Cause yeah. Had some crazy <laughs> camp for the young guys that I went straight on and that was really, really hard. Yeah. Yeah. So what, why, like, because it's hard to believe, the reason why I think it's hard to believe is because as we spoke, you're almost a 200-game AFL player. You you know, we, we'll go into the accolades you've won at Collingwood recently, but, like, what was it that, you, you know, we did you, have you improved in the AFL system or do you think you just kind of got, you know, they just missed you? Like, what really happened there? In terms of me getting... Yeah, like, just not getting picked in, in the draft and then obviously oh. having to do it the hard way. I know, Brisbane, it, happen, I it happens um, to a lot of players, I guess. Like, yeah. Obviously, they can only pick a certain number, and True. clubs have you know positions that they want to get filled, and obviously players in mind that they want to get filled. So, I'm just one of those blokes that happened to slip through the rookie draft, 
Um, yeah, spent three years at Brisbane. Played a good first year, played 10 games, um, only two in my second year, and then the last six in my third year. So I was on the on the back end like yeah. in the last two years, kind of like, oh, am I going to keep going as a football? Like, am I going to get an opportunity? Um, but yeah, I, I seek to trade for thinking it was going to be, I need a fresh start. And so you pushed, you pushed the trade for Brisbane to get out of Brisbane? Uh, yeah, with my manager. Like yep. I said, like, oh, I'm happy to stay in Brisbane if we can't get any. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <coughs> if I can't get anything. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'd like a fresh start. Um, Fair and, enough. Too. Yeah. And so what it was, when it happened, my man, I missed a call from my manager. Um, and I listened to the voice message. This is an hour later. said, hey, mate, I don't think we can get anything. So might have to call Brisbane and say, let's get a deal. Um, so an hour later, yeah, I called him back. And then in that hour, he goes, yeah, we've got a trade going on. So it's so funny. If I had probably answered that call in one hour, I probably could have stayed at Brisbane. But in that hour where I didn't call back, something happened. And then a trade was organised for Collingwood. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Talk about like yeah. splitting edge moment. I know. Yeah. It was like pretty unreal um, and how quick things can happen. And off, like that was the day... After my twenty first party, I think it was right because um, no, because something yeah, because something came up in at my twenty first birthday night. I was having a party, and one of my mates came up and said, "There's an, like a picture of me saying it could be the piece of the puzzle for the Dane Beams trade getting to Brisbane," and I hadn't heard anything at the time, so I was just kind of like, "Oh, geez, that's interesting." <laughs> it's on Facebook and on maybe the news and stuff, and then the next day is like when I had, we had the calls. Yeah, um, but that was just an article that could have been a piece of the puzzle that. Obviously, the media had got a hold of. Right. So it was all pretty full on and then had the Sunday off and then Monday I was down in Melbourne doing my medical. Um, and then I think, yeah, Buck spoke to me like Monday night at dinner. Fucking yeah. hell. Jeez, that happens quick, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I hadn't spoken to Buck since he cut me from 16s. <laughs> no um, way. Big country. And the first thing he said to me was, um, hey, long time, no, no see or something. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you haven't spoken. We haven't spoken since he cut me from the 16s. <laughs> the first things we said to each other. <laughs> what did he say? How did he take that? Uh, he just laughed. He yeah. laughed, yeah. I think he was in um, Bali or something on the holiday. Okay, there you go. So so obviously, yeah, that, those early days in Brisbane, it, it seems like, you know, you had opportunity, didn't have the, the most opportunity and felt like time for change. But, like, can you just, before we go into Collingwood, because obviously I've watched a lot of your footy at, at the Pies, but how? what was the transition like just into the AFL? Um, as a young kid, because you're probably used to all the pre-seasons and yeah, the training well, right now. I suppose it's, it's obviously the highest level, so you can never really get used to it. I think yeah. obviously the hardest thing is moving from a small country town into the into a city. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I moved in with a host uh, host lady. She had had a few uh, rookies and stuff before, um, but then unfortunately she got a job two months after I moved in <laughs> down in Melbourne, so she moved. But I just moved in with my auntie anyway. Right. Probably could have done that in the first place. Um, but it was pretty good. Uh, I had a hard time navigating. I had a because I didn't have an iPhone at the time. I had a Galaxy, and they weren't really good on maps. They were real slow. Um, so I had a bit of a hard time navigating my way around. And the first couple of days, I was like late to a couple of things. Oh no! But I'd left with enough time. Just no I just idea had where you're no, going. I was driving around like a headless trick. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's pretty funny. And then, yeah, <laughs> blew me tire on one thing because I went over a curb and. and Jeez, I, it was all falling down. I, Trying to go to get a DEXA scan one day and I had to get across four lanes. I'm trying to go fast and then accidentally hit another car. <laughs> I was I was in all sorts. You were just all over the show. But I was low key, just like oh, confident driver. But country in the city is just like 
Oh shit! So much shit going on. Different ball game. <laughs> I was all over the shop. Since then, I've gotten a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> more importantly, yeah. Still, still got the road rage, but <laughs> um, a bit more calmer behind the wheel. Now let's talk about the pies because it's hard to think like you you struggled in your first sort of well not struggled but you you know you went through challenging your first few years because mm. when you look at your Collingwood career you you pretty much play most weeks you're a big player a big part of their team. Um, how how was the transition into the Pies, and did you kind of realise how big that football club was before you came? Um, it it was pretty smooth. Um, I think um, coming down from Brisbane, like it's not a footy state at all. Yeah, I, just, and I forgot what it was like being out there for three years. Um, you underestimate kind of how <laughs> how much football is involved down in Melbourne. So that was probably the big eye opener. Um, but I was pretty blown away with like how humble everybody was at the club when I got here um, and even Michaela my wife was as well just um, thought how, how good is this it's actually a lot better than we thought it was going to be um, wasn't uncomfortable at all um, felt like I slotted in straight away um, and I had obviously ambi- ambition to play senior football so I made that clear from the start and my first goal was to play round one and then go from there um, and then you know, I was always trying to get feedback from coaches and players and they had a program at the time like leading teams and there was one stage we're in New Zealand for a pre-season camp putting up like their round one team and I asked every group because they didn't have me in it like what do you think of me and they just every group was the same just obviously you're training really well we haven't seen you play like obviously because right yeah, you didn't really play much stiff so. no, that's right that's <laughs> yeah, I just got the I just feedback I got from everyone and I was like that's that's great like fine and then they obviously knew I was a great trainer at the time. And from there, it's just been round one, round two, round three, just goal to stay in the team for the year. Ended yeah. up having a really good first year yeah. um, at Collingwood and coming third in the BNF and then haven't really looked back. So, yeah, great move. Wouldn't change it for the world. Now, what's your one of the things when people talk about you is, like, because you, you kind of float through positions depending on, you know, the rhythm of the game, what it is. Yeah, I've done that a fair bit. Yeah, yeah. So but where do you actually, for you, one where you think your best position is and two, where do you actually, like Jack Chris, where do you enjoy playing the most? Well, the last few years, if they've shown anything, I think my, my roles are midfield and um, high back. Yeah. Um, how I came to high back was, well, I started mid at Collingwood, uh, mid and wing. Yeah. I played a bit of a run with role my first year, but also played wing. Um, and then with a little bit of half forward as well. So, I was, yeah. And I do the third out ruckman. Mate, back in you're the day. doing so, so much. I, know. I used to get some hit outs, which is great. <laughs> Because um, you're quite tall as well for like yeah, when, you, when you talk six, about being like three, a half back, yeah. high back player, you're, you're yeah. pretty tall. Well, yeah, when I play with like John Noble and Quainer. Yeah, exactly. Who are exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was one game mid year 2017. I think we had a, two injuries in the back line. So they put me to half back. And I think at the time I was trying to chase um, Pioplo and <laughs> Bruce and that. I think these blokes are far too quick for me. I've never played like back. I used to get scared. But you're not very on. slow. You're pretty quick yeah. yourself. So. Um, yeah, but it's just like it's a different ball game because like playing up forward and mid. Every time I get in the back line, <laughs> get the ball, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be the one that causes a turnover. Yeah, goal of course, right. And then yeah, I actually played all right there, and then I finished the year off there in defence, and then I pretty much trained over there all the preseason for eighteen, and that's what that was my role for the next right. few years, um, and then. If they needed me in the midfield, which they put me in there numerous times anyway, whether it be first, second, third, or fourth cause, if they needed some run and drive and run and carry, whatever, which is my biggest strength, yeah, so I was I was doing that. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, with Fly coming in this year, he probably saw the role reversed a little bit, maybe 70, 30, like mid-back. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously because 
we wanted to get Pendles through the back as well. Um, and we had Bruzzy train through there, Nick Dacos as well. So we had some rotations and some blokes that could play the same roles yep. to share it around a bit. Um, but um, I, I've really enjoyed playing mid, midfield again. It's been a good change-up because obviously I was high back for the last three years. Um, but, yeah, I, my, my biggest strength is my run and uh, running ability, my run and carry, take the game on, drive legs, and that helps break the game open for us, I guess. And, um, yeah, Fly, I love seeing me use it in the midfield. I was going to say, does, it, does his coaching style kind of complement the way you play as well? Because you're pretty, like as you said, fast-paced, always on the move, run and carry type player. Yeah, a little bit. Like, obviously, we want to... It's well documented now that we were terrible at forward footy last year. Um, <laughs> inside 50s, couldn't connect well, couldn't <coughs> score. So the major drivers this year is like getting the ball forward, trying to lock the ball in their forward half um, and being a great pressure side, which all the numbers are stacking up at the moment, which is mm. great. Um, and then, yeah, with the way I play, like attacking, attacking style, trying to drive the ball forward, it, it does work out well. And then yeah. I think nearly every team's got a, a player like me anyway with the line breakers where they try to run um, and can break the game open through the running through the guts or the wing or something. Absolutely. Um, it definitely, yeah, it's how you get through defences quicker as well, like not only with the b- speed of ball movement, but if you've got players like that. But yeah. I enjoy my role and um, I'm going to keep backing myself in and that's yeah, how I keep playing. Now, you just mentioned there's a few players that are like you, but not everyone wins the best and fairest at arguably one of the biggest clubs in... Uh, the league. So I do want to talk about that, the Copeland yeah. Trophy last year and um, obviously taking that out. Was it last year? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. God, year. the season's dragged out with COVID and so forth. But yeah, the talk talk me through that. Like, did you anticipate winning that? Is, are those awards important to you or are they just kind of like, you know, a bit surreal when, you, when they actually happen? Yeah, um, well, it's obviously still very important. Like, it's the best and fairest at an AFL club. Like, who doesn't think that's important? That's fucking awesome. Um, but... Same time, I'm really humbled and grateful for the opportunity, um, and like that's always was always a goal of mine as well. Um, like yes, I'd been playing consistent footy of the last five or six years at the Pies, but the highest I'd ever got was third in the in the BNF. And was that your first year as well? You mentioned yeah, I've third. come third three times, <laughs> a fourth once, I oh, think, yeah. and maybe a six or seventh. Because I th- I had the, yeah. I spoke to someone who like maybe he's so consistent finishing in the Copeland every yeah, year. Yeah, so I've been in the go. top ten every year. That's crazy. Um, yeah, four top fives now. Well. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, so that was yeah one goal of mine, uh, and being able to win that last year was pretty rewarding. Um, yeah, and I was just re- yeah really relished that opportunity, and I was really grateful and something to reflect on. It's just even, even talking with Dad afterwards, it's just like you know I know your name's in the history books as well for something like that, which is pretty awesome. Um, I'm very proud of myself for where I've come, especially like obviously the trade from Brisbane wanted some opportunity to working my ass off to being a consistent footballer here. Yeah. Um, it's a great re- reward for effort, um, but I'm still trying to go again, um, obviously. But Absolutely. Want it this time, yeah, I want, we want some team success as well. It's not just about me as an individual. Yeah. Um, like, yes, that's like, I'm, I'm happy to receive that as well, but yeah. um, <laughs> I'd rather, much rather win a premiership. Um, Absolutely. So hopefully we can string some great footy together. And if, if that happens again so far this year, I'm, I'm consistent as, again. So be it, but um, yeah, keen for the team success. Now it's not, yeah, it's a it's a really good point. And when you talk about how consistent you've been in the Copeland, I think you've been absolutely stiff with this. And we spoke about this before we jumped on air, but the fucking term steak knives, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that has been yeah. stiffed up. And for those that don't know, 
obviously the uh, Dane Beams <laughs> trade back in, was it 2014 or 15? Yeah, end of 2014. End yeah. of 2014. Obviously, he's gone to Brisbane. Uh, Collingwood picked up pick five, which was obviously Geordie Degoe, I think pick 25, and then Jack Crisp. And the term was that, oh, Jack Crisp been thrown in as the steak knife as well. <laughs> he's been a top 10 Copeland Trophy um, contender every year and, and won it uh, last year and obviously a top three a couple of times as well. So... I think it's a bit stiff that that term. You don't like it. I, nah, can, nah, I can understand I why. It. I hate it. I've <laughs> heard it so much over the last seven or eight years. Not so much the last couple of years. Yeah, which I bet. Is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, put it to rest a bit. But yeah, that first year, um, yeah, it's pretty much all I heard is everywhere is just the uh, best trade, best steak knives, blah blah. <laughs> oh, it's just blocked. Yeah, yeah. It's anyway, such a rubbish yeah, shame. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of steak knives in my time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, yeah. The, the Christmas, uh, what are they, Chris Kringle gifts, I yeah, bet. That'd yeah, be a target nah. for uh, for you. Anywho, I'll um, have to make some special ones, limited edition. Now, this is a bit of a sore spot for Collingwood and Collingwood fans, but uh, the 2018 grand final yeah. obviously was a, a bit of a heartbreaking one because it felt like the Pies were going to get up and... Uh, don't know how Dom Sheed still kicked that goal to this day, but can you just talk me yeah, through that? Bullshit. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? I still don't think he could do uh, it again. He's done it a few times, but like, this, yeah. yeah, against you guys, but I just don't think he could do it again. But um, can you just talk me through that day? One, how special it is to be in a grand final, and two, obviously, the heartbreak that, that was. Yeah, um, so not even just the day. I think the whole week was pretty awesome. Um, and actually, the first couple of weeks of finals was, was awesome as well, because I'd never been part of finals before um, and then just obviously the turnout for the crowds at training were pretty awesome especially obviously leading in the grand final week but the whole week wasn't too different until um, the day before grand final parade that, that was pretty unreal um, got to have Lila um, I was sitting with Trav Barker and we both had our kids on the, uh, uh, on the, on car. the back of the car which is yeah. awesome so I got a photo of that at home with Lila myself and then Travi and his kids um, which is awesome. Jeez, how old would Lila have been then? Practically a, a baby. <sighs> ah, well, Almost. What, 2018? No, yeah, what, one. We, one, yeah. So, yeah, 12 months. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, so, yeah one. Yeah. Jeez, time flies. Fuck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, a long time ago now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that was, that was pretty unreal. Something special. Um, and then, obviously, seeing all, all the crowd along the sides. On the drive seemed like we went for a while, probably because we were going like 10Ks now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was awesome. The night before was pretty good. It's just doing my thing, having pasta at home with mum and dad there and all that jazz. But um, yeah, the morning I was pretty crazy. I think it's just the excitement. Yeah. Unreal. Like, had to leave like an extra hour earlier to get to the game, like three hours or something because of traffic, traffic and stuff. Jesus. And then had the car there and had obviously my family, Michaela's family. Um, and then the whole thing, just warming up, taking the f- team photo on the ground. I don't know, it just seems kind of like a blur now, but. It's just one of those things. And it was a beautiful day, so it just happened so fast. It was a belter yeah. of a day too, wasn't it? Yeah. Everything was great until the final sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, and then it's just, no. I feel like it's... Here come the waterworks. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But, I mean, it was a great game. It was it was a tough one to swallow for Collingwood fans. But does that does that sort of day, obviously getting a taste of it, like, is that just kind of left you guys as a, as a club, as a footy club, really wanting to get back there sooner? Yeah, well, 100%. Um like we had, I think 2019, we had a we had a pretty reasonable year as well. Yeah. Um, but stuffed it up at the end there. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of players on our list still that uh, were there, um, and a few blokes that are on the list that 
obviously were injured and weren't part of it and still have that obviously key driver. Um, look, everyone wants to win a premiership, obviously. Um, so we've, we've had a few blokes with that experience and we're using uh, our knowledge as well to like kind of help educate all our young kids and to become the footy club we want to be um, with the new coaches as well. So I think mm. we're on the right path at the moment. Um, and everyone that's why it's probably everyone's very excited as well. Yeah. Not only for the good work that we're doing, but um, where the club is at culturally and in the environment that we are creating is awesome. So that that still plays in my mind sometimes. I haven't actually watched a game back or anything in the grand final. I don't I think I probably either. ever will. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's still one of the hi- highlights of my career. Um, and would definitely love to do it again. Maybe three or four or five times would be great. <laughs> yeah, well. But, uh, we'll start with one. <laughs> the way you guys are going. And look, yeah. to lift up the beat, uh, one, one of the super sort of like just abnormal days in the AFL world that Collingwood's privileged to be a part of uh, is Anzac Day. And yeah. we just had Anzac Day. Yeah. Um, and I know this is going to be a clip for the listeners, but can you just take us through like how special it is to play on Anzac Day and like just actually what it's like like out there on the field because we I can't relate to it but it just seems like this super human kind of experience. Yeah, it's it's unreal. It's it's like obviously something you have to experience at least once, but not only as a player, like obviously you're lucky enough to be playing in it, but even if you're in the crowd, you got to it's one of those things you have to go at least once. Yeah. Um for obviously for all the good reasons for the Anzacs, it's so special and to be a part of and Collingwood and Essendon always like get people in throughout the week to talk about it and um just hear stories and just relish opportunity and just it's an opportunity to learn more about the past and uh, and uh, with football clubs and obviously with the soldiers of the country, which is awesome. Um, but then on another level, for just specific to football, when you're out there um, arm in arm, listening to the last post and stuff and the minute silence, it's, it's very surreal. Um, yeah. yeah, it just kind of gives you goosebumps. Like you just look around, see everyone standing up, crowd packed like full as um and then when the siren goes <laughs> no no just full goosebumps and chills and the crowd roar and it's it's a it's definitely one of the best experiences i've ever had besides obviously grand final stuff but yeah, being able to do that every year is is something to look forward to um and then after not having a crowd for the last couple of years and we having eighty five thousand last week was it was bloody awesome. Yeah, well, I think um, it what was it the, the the second biggest crowd since like the twenty nineteen grand final or something. It was a, yeah, it was a ridiculous it was, start. It was something, it was huge. Yeah, the biggest crowd in sports or something for <clears throat> a couple of years. Yeah, I'm sure. a few years. So something I was very happy to be a part of and like glad to be at Collingwood for. Um, that's why a lot of players love to come to Collingwood as well to yeah. try and be a part of it. Um, if they're lucky enough, so yeah. I've done it for eight years now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like, man, I don't think that you can compare anything else in sport or life to that experience. That's why I think like being an AFL player is so unique. Yeah. Or a professional athlete because you're put in that environment. Then when you leave the AFL, there's nothing ever that can compare to that experience. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I know. yeah, it's definitely one of those things that you hold on for for life and um, the memories you'll cherish. Those those special games. Yeah. Um, those unique experiences. Fuck, mate, that's so cool. Yeah. Now, one one of the um, superstars that I love, I, I love entertainers, love people that are a bit different, which is why I like Jackie Crisp, of course, because he, he does bleach his hair from time to time. So, but uh, so another kid that's bleached his hair is Jack Ginevan, who won yes. the Anzac Day medal. Yes. And um, 
I mean, he's a bit of a TikToker like you and I. He's, yeah, he's quite handy. Michaela's actually on his profile last yeah, night. It's just popped up on his <laughs> YouTube page. Yeah, but he's a weird TikToker, I would say, because it, I, I don't, he doesn't actually do anything. He just kind of words the lyrics yeah, and stares at the down, camera. Like, but gets more views yeah. than you and I, So, yeah. um, which is frustrating. Must be the young generation. Yeah, right? must be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how good is he? Like, how good did, did you kind of foresee his success coming through and... Um, you know that quickly. I guess well, this season. Oh, that... you could you could argue probably not so quickly. Obviously, for a ten gamer. Yeah. Um, but he's always had that unique ability to be able to create opportunities in front of goal for himself and teammates, um, which we've seen back half of last year and over preseason. Um, so you know, obviously knew there's a lot of talent there, but being a, as again being able to execute on in a game of football under all the pressure that. Mm. Is, is there with the umpires and the crowd and obviously the opposition is another level so and what be, what better stage than Anzac Day in front of 85,000 um, crowd and it was Essendon's home game so they probably had 70% of the crowd there so. <laughs> um, so, yeah. he copped a bit of flack but he wore yeah. it well I tell you oh, no, he, and if that's the role he wants to play as well he obviously got to have a bit of thick skin and he's embraced that from the start yeah. um, and well, yeah, well, I haven't really played with a forward like that for a while mm-hmm. so it's really great to see him you know, come out of himself, or be be himself, sorry, but um, come out of his way to be, become a great football for the club. Um, yeah, he's great to play with. Like obviously, we we want to find we want to find ways to get goals, and he's finding ways to set up his teammates and for himself to do it in a in a bit of a flushy way sometimes. <laughs> yeah, um, <definitely. laughs> But yeah, and that's that's exciting stuff. You know, people come to the football to see exciting exciting games of football, and yeah. he, he's definitely bringing that for the team, so it's great to see. Did you see the stuff with Kane Corns around him? Like, have you, yeah, have you seen that? Well, I saw him, <laughs> oh, well, he copped at the start of the year, but I, <laughs> taking I saw a the turn. video of him blonde, dyeing his hair blonde the other yeah. day, I lost it. Oh, it's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that was funny. Yeah. He's literally, there's like a split, split like video of him just going like, Jack Ginnivan, you played six games, just running around playing good footy, and then it's like, bang, just yeah. bleach his four hair. Game, four like, games later. Four <laughs> games later, and Anzac Day medal and about 12 goals. <laughs> yeah. And he's bleached his hair. Yeah. yeah, what is he saying in the Sunday footy show? So he's got an edge and now I want an edge about me. Which one is it, mate? I lost it. I thought it was funny. Was what it. did you make of them? Because obviously, like, for me, younger generation, I think even for you, Jackie, I know you're well, pretty experienced. Like, the stuff that I think it was end of round one where he was on the phone and the... the yeah, the, the kind of, yeah, they're just, like, going around saying, like, well done, boys, you know, light work, all that sort of stuff. Like, it's fun. I think it's great. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Did you kind of see an angle from Kane Collins' perspective or do you kind of just, it doesn't really matter, like people reading into it too much? Um, I think, obviously everyone's got their opinion. Uh, he's just a young fella celebrating a win, like great way to start off the year because we yeah. didn't have much to celebrate last year. Yeah. So I get, obviously, Guinea's point of view. Um, it, the, probably the thing was that caught the most attention was, the, was him saying light work. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, I don't think, it obviously it wasn't light work because <laughs> football's a bloody hard caper. Yeah. And put in had to put in four quarters of effort to get over the line against St yeah. Kilda. Um, but I don't know, I don't really have too much of an opinion. Like, he's a young fella trying to celebrate. We all celebrated with him. I was in it. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, we won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, I think it's good. I think that's yeah. more for the fans rather yeah, than trying to yeah, be flashy. And, yeah, every, everyone guys. loved it. And, um, and obviously in, in the industry we live in, like someone's going to have a... Yeah, a, a bad opinion about something. You're, never, you're not going to go through anything with, with making everybody happy. Yeah, but um, it just depends who that unhappy person is and how, <laughs> how much they can say in a platform. But it's going to make it go further. But yeah, like it, and obviously he probably spoke to the coach about it afterwards anyway. And it was, it was all good. Yeah, it was all good. But might, might have been frowned upon. Like I, don't, I think Collingwood posted that video without even going through it and editing it. 
So yeah, which is the best part. That's why is, I liked it. Which is yeah, and that's now raw. obviously Connor's got some feedback now as well about make sure, check the videos first, make sure it's fair. It's all you know great content because we don't want anything to you know harm the club's brand and <coughs> any players and put anyone else in any bad situations where you know we have to go into damage control. Yeah. Um, so it's just about looking after yourself um, and the football club you work for um, and not dragging anyone's name through any mud. So. Mm. All for celebrating, doing the right thing, getting around each other. You know, it's a great win, great way to start the year. And then just like, you know, probably keep a lid on it a little bit as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I don't think you've played under another skipper at the Pies, have you? No. It's just Pendles. Just Pendles, right. yeah. Can you, because we, oh, we love Pendles here, but our goal is to get Pendles on the show. And I reckon we will one day, people. But because um, you've been in and around the leadership group, you're obviously one of the more experienced players that's that's there and, I guess you've, you've had good insight into Pendles, but what do you think, like, we know how good he is on the field and how good he's been for so long, but as a sort of captain of a football club, which comes with much more than just on the field, what makes him sort of so good and unique? I think um, just the way... The, my biggest surprise when, when I got to the club was how good he is at, like, obviously understanding his role on, on the team, but then helping educate others. Mm. And you can see it on the foot... I still see it on the footy field, like, on the weekend just his willingness to um, help others set up in the right positions and stuff. Like, uh, some people go into their shells in situations and just kind of, like, worry about themselves, but he's yeah. always there screaming, like, blokes, blah, 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 blah. Like really? He's always doing the best he can for the team. And it's the same off the field. Um, and he, he looks at things... He can see so many different things as well with his views because he's just so clever, uh, understands football so well, and um, obviously been around a while and had a lot of experience in it, and he's... Been able to work under some great people as well, like um, obviously coaching with Bucks and um, Maxwell was his captain for a bit when he first got here. So yeah, under Mick, yeah. yeah um, um, so just, yeah, I think the way he just does those things is really good. And brings the young kids along, even the older fellas, like even me, still gives me feedback, gives everyone feedback. Really? Like, no, it's good. Yeah, just it's no, good. That's just awesome. Even at training, just like the game plan, just reiterating facts and stuff. And as he should, as a, you know, as a great leader of the club. Mm. Um, so... That's probably and so that's why he's still captain because he does it so well and everyone respects what he does for us um, on the footy field and off the footy field. Absolutely. Now I reckon a lot of the younger players, without knowing them too well, I reckon a lot of them would say like people obviously like Pendles, but even yourself, are really good with them, um, and just like get along well with them and instantly make them feel comfortable. And you're probably guiding them on and off the field a little bit as well. But for you, why? Why? What sort of made you be that way? Because I know you've got really good relationships with a lot of the young players and. Yeah. Someone that's been there for quite a while. It's, it's pretty good. Good um, trait to have. Yeah, I think that's just kind of me, my personality. I think I'm <laughs> still a kid at heart. Yeah, <laughs> I, was just gonna, I was literally about to say that. Um, and look, I won't change that. Like I loved being that person for my kids as well. I still, yeah, play around, um, beat them up at home. <laughs> not actually, beat them up, just play wrestling. We have pillow fights and stuff. Yeah, yeah. With not with Caleb, just with my kids. <laughs> um, He's now, one of them though. Isn't yeah, he? but I think it's it's oh, yeah. I'm one of those blokes, I guess. Oh no! You just you can't have gaps in the football clubs. Obviously, you're gonna have some really old fellas and some really young fellas, and mm. gotta be find ways to bring them all together. Um, and I feel like I'm really good at that in my role, being able to be a middleman. Um, mm. I don't know I just get along well with everyone. I, f- I feel like I've done that for my whole life. I've I like to be a, I'm a people pleaser. Um, same as Michaela. Mm. I hate when people don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we like you, uh, Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I just, I've just always gotten along well with everyone. Yeah. Um, you know, you obviously find your, your niches with people and who you're going to hang out with more. Um, 
but yeah, I just I feel like I get along well with everyone. It's just about being polite as well, and yeah, that's just my friendly nature from Myrtleford. <laughs> it's saying, a good upbringing, mate. In the morning and yeah. get along with everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, before we uh, round this out, as as everyone knows, as I mentioned earlier, we did put a bit of a poll out yesterday. Uh, to ask Jackie Chris some questions from all the listeners. So we've got a couple which we're going to throw at you. Beautiful. Um, First one is, do you have plans post-footy? Now, this is actually a bit of a big question, but, I mean, you know, 28, are you thinking about that yet? Uh, I've thought about that a lot. (laughs) Short answer, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've come to the conclusion lately that I've I've found it hard to find something else to do that I love... um, and want to dedicate a lot of my life to while I'm so dedicated to football. Yeah. Um, like I've dipped my time, like, like we spoke about earlier with the video editing stuff, like I love doing that, but I just don't really have time for that at the moment. Like I went to SEN and watched how they did a few things about TV shows and stuff and I'm like, no, nah, it's not for me. That's too, that's <laughs> too so full on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you know, I, I love all my fitness stuff. So I've, I've done my PT course back in the day, um, but potentially... Maybe high performance coaching. I've, I've even thought about doing a massage course and myotherapy right. courses, and I don't really know. Could be a football coach. Yeah, well, could could do some coaching courses. Um, I don't really know, but it's been yeah. I can't really wrap my mind around yeah, it. I was going to say to this and listener, then, yeah. I think when you win in best and fairest, you're probably got to be focusing on footy and then, well, <laughs> just and for a little bit. And then, the, <laughs> and, yeah, and then the other thing is like. I probably would have done something if I didn't have kids as well, but now because I've had like kids, I want to different spend right. a lot of family time together. And, mm. Yeah, that kind of throws other things out the window as well. Even my golf, that wasn't very good. <laughs> there you go. Well, go he's, once a week. his cod's not suffering though. So. Oh yes, yeah, so, sorry, that also suffers. <laughs> it does, um, does it? <laughs> I only play at night time when the kids are asleep. <laughs> Otherwise, I get in trouble. <laughs> now to the uh, next question: Who does uh, Jack Crisp? find the hardest to play against individually hardest to play against um gosh i've been lucky enough to play on so many great players in my time anyway um and everybody has their own special strengths like i've played on dusty i've played on fife i've played on gary ablett um i played on chris judd my first year here um Dangerfield. It's not a bad list, people. Yeah. So <laughs> just reeled off the best six, seven players the last 10 years yeah, in the comp. Anyway, I knocked them all off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, everyone's unique in their own way. Like Some blokes are really strong um, around the stoppages. Some blokes are hard runners. You yeah. know? Some blokes are burst players. Like Everyone's got their own strengths and I feel like I'm an all-rounder so I can kind of match it on little bits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been lucky enough to play on so many great players. I can't put name to, to one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Now, um, can, do, you have a, do you have like a pre-match ritual or, or any superstitions going into game day? Yeah, yep. So every night before a game I'll have pasta. Yep. Um, on away trips I'll... On away trips, I actually bring my gaming laptop so I can play COD the night before. <laughs> yeah, this is great because you know, no kids are in. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, but day of the game, so say if I'm at home, I'll go to my local cafe and have poached eggs, bacon, avo and toast, some coffee. Yep. Uh, if it's a night game, I'll find time for a sleep throughout the day, one to two hours. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily, necessarily sleep the whole time, but I'm just, just kind of relaxing the bed, yeah. Um, and then I'll have leftover pasta for lunch. Um, and then I've got a motivational video that I watch. Uh-huh. Um, same one or different ones? It's the same one. So a few years ago, it was just one from YouTube. Yep. And then 
2019, I worked with the Collingwood Media and got some of my own clips integrated into the actual video clip with the same speeches and okay. all that jazz. They just swapped a few things out for my footy edits. Yeah. Um, and then I've just done the same thing. Just got some new, more updated edits. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there you go. So uh, that goes for about five and a half minutes. I watch that every ga- every day of the game before I leave. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and that just kind of gets me in the mood. Like, you know, it shows me how I can play really good football and yep, yep. motivates me with a f- few good speeches from different movies. Yeah. Um, and then I used to listen to Pitch Perfect um, <laughs> soundtracks for a game. Like, I just there used to sing them on the He's shaking, he's nodding his head there. <laughs> he's loving that. Yeah, well, I used to sing them all the time in the car. <laughs> like, headphones in, never there. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I've actually got a video that I sung Lollipop for a Collingwood a couple of years ago oh. <laughs> on Instagram. Well, we might need that for our TikTok film. <laughs> yeah. Play that one up. Um, but yeah, I've gone away from those songs now. But you've got a bit, you've got a bit bit of a bit of a ritual there. Yeah, and then like when I get to the ground, I, I get my feet taped by a certain person. I see my osteo does my back stuff at the start, and then I go through my um, re- rehab exercises before I go out into the ground and have a kick. And right. I do I do a lot of things the same. Um, I'm pretty routine based and. If I'm running late for things or uh, I don't have time for things, I kind of get pretty stressed. Yeah. Um, so Were you stressed today because you're a little bit late? Even though no, I'm not so much for this. Cause, <laughs> you know, he's he's not chill. Who the fuck's this? But um, <laughs> every game day, if Michaela has to come in with me to the ground earlier, yeah, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> I can imagine. You know, I tell her one time, and I said, "Are no, you ready to go?" She <laughs> goes, no, you told me something. Like, no, I fucking didn't. <laughs> Apologies for swearing. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, it can get pretty stressful. Um, <laughs> obviously we're trying to get kids ready as well that oh, is that mate. is so hard yeah um can't relate trying to get them dressed no don't wear that trying no. to do their hair no don't brush my hair <laughs> it's, it's, hard. A, it's a lot going on yeah now that the last one i'll throw at you is just um this is an interesting one because i reckon there's a couple but it could be subject to opinion but who are the jokers around the, the footy club who are the funny blokes the jokers number one probably me yeah here we go me, self-proclaimed <laughs> <laughs> nah i think i'm pretty funny yeah um Hence why I just said that. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot of dad jokes. Yeah, there you go. As People you... just, they just shake their head and go, yeah. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there laughing at my Um Yeah, Brad Maynard's always always very funny. Yeah, Bruzzy, he looks Loud, yeah, yeah, he's, he's very funny. Um, who else is pretty funny? There's quite a few. I yeah. reckon you've got quite a few. I can't think of any at the moment that's, that's always the hardest well, yeah. I think everyone, everyone's got a funny moment I reckon um, but yeah Br- Bruzzy's probably the main one yeah the larrikin yeah like the all rounder for everybody okay yeah there you go alright mate well I tell you what it's been a pretty good chat I've actually enjoyed learning a bit about Jackie Crisp everyone he's uh, not too far off 200 games I'd love to see him hit it this year if they yeah, I think we've got to play finals. three finals or four finals. Or yeah, I worked it out at the start of the year. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah well, you're on track. Every, obviously, if you keep playing the way you are, um, you're going to have a pretty great season. And, and the club's going well. So uh, for those that, that tuned in, we appreciate it. Obviously, Jackie, Chris having a big year. And, mate, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. No, no, thank you very much for having me. It was great fun. Yeah, we're going to have to do a TikTok or something. <laughs> <at> some <point. laughs> I, I might have to do a TikTok, just a duet of one of his and take the piss. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll repost. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cheers, mate. Thank right, you. Thank you. Beautiful. Are you a podcaster? 
Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details.